The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on the Nonprofit Happy Hour, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of PEAR with Executive Director Beth Burns. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm so happy to be joined today by the executive director, longtime executive director, Beth Burns of Pear. Is, is it is it okay to call you long time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as of Monday, was Monday, February 1st, Tuesday, whatever February 1st was, um, it's been 20 years that since Pear opened its doors and um, I've been here the whole time. So I think that's that's totally appropriate. I mean, it's, it is, uh, I, we'll jump into what Pear is for those who, who may not uh, know the brand, uh, as it were. Um, I re- we met September 11th, 2001, yeah. which is crazy. We met during that very crazy day, uh, and you and your team uh, <laughs> had an idea um, and a, a, a different way to serve uh, teens and, and a little bit older than teens. Um, why don't you tell me about the original idea? And then I also want to know how has it changed? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge question. That's okay. Uh, it's been 20 years. I've got a huge answer, but I'll, I'll try to minimize that. Um, Back in when we first met, uh, Joy and Pippa and I, who are the co-founders of Pair, uh, had been working for a program in downtown Portland, helping young people experiencing homelessness um, obtain their GEDs. So we ran a little alternative school and we loved our work. But what we started to see was that, um, you know, that these were the young people coming through our doors, like were vibrant and talented and creative and like really dynamically interested in um, all kind of different parts of their, both their internal lives and their external world. And we sort of really started to think about what would it look like if we worked with young people in a way that like really highlighted and exposed and, and their strengths and, um, and their hopes and their their dreams. And instead of just like micro focusing on the fact that they were homeless and there was some really, there's some great programs in town that work with young people and helping them achieve, you know, housing and uh, medical support and um, showers and all of the other sort of external needs that really support their, um, their moving through homelessness and um, and into a, um, the life that they dream for themselves. And what we wanted to do was really think about like, what was it like to like, just like work with them and their, like, you know, highlight their curiosity for learning. And what did it mean to allow them to like creatively express themselves in whatever art medium worked for them and, and how, and then what was a real passion of mine and something that um, was being, was a 
really successful program at the um, original Salvation Army Greenhouse where we were working was an outdoor rec program ran by my friend Rodney. And uh, we emulated that and just started taking kids out into the wilderness and helping them get out of downtown Portland. And just the sort of like joy and the release of like the tension and pressure of what their daily and the trauma of their daily lives and just watching them like explode into like a snowball fight and just being kids was, um, was so life affirming for me and for them. And um, so after we lost, um, after the Salvation Army Greenhouse decided to close, which is when we met, they, they closed the school first. And um, we had been, you know, we had spent some time over dinner talking about what would it be like to like really be able to dive in with these kids. And that was the losing our jobs was the catalyst for finding, um, for chasing what became pair. And, uh, and we opened our doors in the February 1st of 2002 on the corner of eighth and Alder. And, um, it's been, it's been a journey since. It's been a lot. It has been. So I, I wanted to break in here real fast. So pair is program, correct me if I, I've always said it this way, programs, colon, uh, education, art, recreation. Yeah, we've always thought of it as project, education, art, oh. recreation. And just in terms of it's sort of like, it's organic, we, it's, a, it's organic nature of constantly changing and adapting, but. Yeah. And it's, it's right. been, um, and, and you moved buildings uh, at some point uh, and, and, and you are now in your uh, old town, uh, building where where you've been for boy I I've lost track at least a decade fifteen years maybe yeah, yeah we moved in into the corner of Sixth and Northwest Landers um, in two thousand and eight just describe the building there a bit and then describe you know what what it's like if somebody were to pop in at at uh, midday on a Thursday or a Friday sure. Uh, Paris um, in a really beautiful 1920s brick building on the corner in Old Town with uh, lots of natural light. Um, we uh, designed the space with um, Sarah Architects and some really fabulous young designers. Um, it was, uh, it's got tons of natural light. Um, we are a small staff, so all of us are usually in the building together and are. Um, at the front door and a young person comes in and is just sort of, Hey, Hey, Johnny, how you doing? Nice to see you. You know, this is what we have going on today. What do you have going on? How are things? And because one of our like main goals is to build strong, lasting, healthy relationships with young people come in our door. We know a lot about them. And um, so it's a, it's a lot less like a social service agency and a lot more like a, a large community center. And it's vibrant. A clubhouse. Yeah. And people think of, you know, people think of uh, a clubhouse who's, yeah, however, uh, it is not always all fun and games, unfortunately, but yeah, but it is, it's a, um, it, people think, you know, people ask me sort of like, well, gosh, you know, how do how have you done this work so long? Or must be kind of depressing to see people who have experienced so much trauma, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, you know, most days like pair is a, a beautiful cacophonous symphony of just, energy and hope and um and vibrancy and and people really you know uh challenging themselves to to be who they want to become and and what's what's the timeline in terms of individuals i mean is there uh you know a a a, a kid and you know again everybody under 30 is a kid to me so a, a kid comes in um 
you know, and, and they are there for one day or they're there for three years. I mean, how, how does, how does that happen? What do you yes. often see? Yes. All of that. They're here mm -hmm. for one day or they're here for, I mean, I started working in downtown Portland when I was 26 years old or so in 1996 or seven. And, um, I know young people who are now in their early forties and continue to have really strong, powerful relationships with them. And, um, so it really, um, although they don't access pair on a daily basis, it's still, um, those relationships can yeah be, be a lifetime. I don't have um, an average length of time uh, for you, but I would say that, you know, we usually see kids for a couple of years for sure. And, and that may even be after some like really significant transitions have happened for them that they still really view pair as a, as a, as a kind of the, the nucleus of their community. So how do you, how do you measure success then? Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of the, that's been the, the sort of ongoing question. And, and this is going to sound a bit esoteric, but I, it, it's real. It's like our, we didn't set out to um, end people's homelessness. We set out to help them develop a, a richer inner life so that when they, into and, and like, it's like the, how to build that, like the intrinsic emotional, psychological and sort of intellectual strengths to, um, to move beyond um, the barriers in their way and to, um, and to really help them heal and deal both with sort of the systemic oppression that, they're, that they have faced and continue to face for you know, all a variety, of, in a variety of ways. So um, I think we really look at um, thinking about like, has, has their quality of life improved? Um, and, and is there like, and that could be everything from, you know, really small gestures to a young person starting to connect with our programs or, you know, after having come in here for a year or two and just sort of using us as a drop in space just for food and coffee. And then suddenly they start to, to want to engage in our programs. And then suddenly they're thinking about, you know, possibly engaging in our job training programs and sort of really looking at a progression. And when people, you know, ask me that, I think, well, how do you measure the success of, you know, young teenagers and the young adults um, in your life, right? It's sort of, you measure that by, by if they're experiencing joy and happiness and, and moving forward and, and changing and having real and growing and um, pursuing their dreams. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's I, what I, I mean, I, I love a number of things about pair, but I do, I like that idea that it's, it's really, um, there's so many, there's physically one door to get in or maybe more, but, but it is, there's so many different ways that people can enter pair. Right. I mean, and like you just said, somebody could just come in and grab a banana totally, um, or somebody could be there and, and getting job training, uh, you know, for, uh, do you still have the barista program or is that, is that, how is that uh, fared? Uh, yeah. during the pandemic. Well, yeah. So, so COVID for all, all of us has been um, its own, um, its own thing uh, of, of challenge. Uh, yeah. So we are, we have two uh, main job training programs and then several others as well, but the two that have social purpose enterprises attached or so the two small businesses is uh, we offer a barista training for young people. And then, um, the opportunity to intern at what was our walk-up coffee window, which was on site, um, which was 
awesome and has clearly been shut down for the last two years as we had to rethink about how we used the space at pair to try to do our in in our best efforts to be able to provide distance and some airflow and and whatnot for folks um and then but we the bike shop has uh, continue to move forward. Um, it's currently on 162nd and Southeast Stark. And so we provide um, uh, job training opportunities here at Pair on um, and teach the art and science of wrenching on bikes. And uh, and then all, again, they have kids have the opportunity to apply to uh, work in the bike shop and gain, uh, continue to really gain uh, more uh, mechanic skills and uh, yeah, it's been, that's been a real joy. I mean, both of those programs have been super fun. And, um, and I mean, and how, how much more Portland can you be coffee and bikes? No, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Beth Burns is executive director for Pear. Uh, cue us up with a song here, please. You talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Do, you, do you have a song, you have a song uh, suggestion that we could play? Yeah, yeah, I've got a ton. But one that comes to mind is um, Sharon Van Etten's We Are Fine. Great song choice, fantastic voice.
This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking with Beth Burns, who's the executive director for the past 20 years of PEAR. And now there are so many things. I mean, your position has given you uh, such a vantage on Portland uh, in, in, in a number of ways. I mean, obviously, I think there's in the obvious way that you are interacting with uh, um, a group uh, and individuals who've had hard times. I want. We can talk about that in a bit, but I actually want to talk about a different vantage point that that's giving you. And I think that you've had to have seen like a real kindness and generosity uh, from from Portland. I right? I mean, in terms of the support that you've had, in terms of uh, Pear Blossoms, which was a has been a long time fundraiser for you. Um, talk about just how. Pair is a lens to Portland's kindness. Yeah, I, that part, honestly, Phil, was a little bit um, unexpected. I don't think that I, when we set out um, to, to create Pair, I, I did not envision the, um, the robust community that would come along with that. I have, um, I have been gifted some of the most like beautiful friendships and, and relationships of my life through pair. And that's, um, you know, where it's been a, a, a volunteer and donor for base of, you know, creators and dreamers and makers and movers and, you know, and, um, and just like deeply, uh, yeah, I mean, funny and compassionate and uh, wise I've had so many uh, incredible mentors and teachers along the way. Um, yeah, I think that uh, what, I mean, many things have inspired me to want to continue to stay at Pear over all these years. And I think that, you know, clearly it's been just my love of working with um, Pear youth. And, and secondly, just like my love of the, um, of the community and the, uh, the way in which people have, uh, have shown up for us and the way in which they've challenged them. I've seen so much growth and change and, uh, you know, altering of perspectives from people that who have come, walked in our doors and I think expected, you know, had one, one version of, of homelessness and poverty and have certainly have, uh, you know, have gained a lot of different versions of, and gotten much more to understanding the realities of, of um, of all of the systemic problems that drive people into homelessness. Let's go a little bit further down that road because uh, I think in the last, you know, certainly the last year, last two, three, four, five years in Portland, um, there has there's a rising concern uh, about homelessness. Um, there's a, a a rising visibility about it. Um, you know, and I, and I think part of the concern, when I say concern about homelessness, I think the concern that I, I certainly hear is that people don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to help. They don't know why is this an increasing problem. They don't, you know, I think that there's concern that, that at the governmental level, 
that that um, support or actions not being taken. Um, how do you see that, or how do you deal with people's? Um, do you, I, I assume that you're hearing that from people of why is this happening and what can I do? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a giant conversation, but I do think that um, that one. One, I think that a couple of things are really important to remember that this is, um, homelessness is not being driven by, by personal choice. You know, homelessness is a, is a, 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 an abundance of systemic oppressions that, uh, that have led to someone living in a tent on the street corner. And um, that as we continue to, to, be deeper and deeper into an affordable housing crisis as um, as Portland becomes uh, uh, it becomes more challenging to to live affordably and um, it's no surprise to me that street homelessness has become a lot more visible. Um, I think that uh, when I talk to folks, I, it, it's always I just have to remind them that one is, is that there is a lot of work. There is so many people doing some really incredible work to help folks um, not only prevent prevent folks from ending up homeless, but also helping people transition out of their homelessness and into you know, more hopeful and vibrant futures. And, um, and that there is a lot of work happening and that, that's, that, that no one's doing anything and no one is um, showing up is just not true. But what we have is, um, you know, a significant, despite how many folks we are moving off the streets, there's, there, the inflow continues to, um, to be really hardy. And, um, and it, it becomes really challenging to, um, to keep up. So how to, you know, what about get, like, folks getting involved? I mean, I think there's lots of levels. I think one is, is like engaging in, um, in any of like the government work from a home for everyone, you know, and, and showing up to those meetings to uh, policy work with here together to um, to finding an agency that resonates with them and and starting to get involved. And uh, there's there's lots of folks um, who would welcome volunteers right now and would really appreciate some more support. Absolutely, I want to get to your second song suggestion in a, in a second here. But before we do, last last question here then is. So you started with your team, with your with your um, with your buds, uh, Pippa and Joy. Um, yeah. I, I mean, how you know that's it's tough. You know, it's tough when 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 we lose team members. Um, you know how 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 has that changed? How does that feel? You know, how do you soldier on? Yeah. Oh gosh. So uh, yeah, Joy retired um, a couple years ago. And Pippa retired this summer from Pear, and um, both of them clearly had a, an enormous impact on the organization, and more importantly, an enormous impact on the lives of young people who who come through our doors. And um, that the beauty of that is that, like they, the foundation that they helped build, and the um, and the the vision that uh, that they worked so hard to to create and move forward. Uh, is felt deeply around here and um in is you know i think unshakable and um so that at least feels um on the days in which i feel 
terrified that they're not still here and that, um, and, and, um, I, uh, I have a lot of, um, comfort in that pair is really in a good, strong, healthy place and that they, their love for this work, um, helped us get there. And, uh, yeah. And I think that they, they're both really highly creative and folks in our, um, out making a different kind of beauty in the world so it's just amazing i mean it is amazing beth that that 20 years i mean the impact that you have had uh on on uh hundreds hundreds of individual lives um and the impact that you've had on changing i feel like the conversation about homelessness in portland uh you know i think that when when pair first began i mean city council had these these plans about the 10 year plan to end homelessness and and um those, yeah you know and 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 that is not i i think that the frame that pair brings is such a different frame and such a different recognition of of uh what what this means um, you know, and, and even thinking about the outcomes, so I, I, I guess I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm trying to say congratulations and thank you uh, for all the work that Pear has done. Thanks, Phil. And I, I just, I, you know, I also want to add that, um, that I, for me, the, the way more important part is the impact that Pear and the Pear community has had on me. I mean, I think it's who, it, I think it's the, one of the luckiest gifts to have a like a, a quote unquote work life that is um, so deeply aligned with my personal values and goals and dreams. And that I get to um, spend my days, you know, working on becoming the version of myself that I, that I want to be. And um, that's just such a lucky, such a lucky gift. Well, give us one more song to take us out then, please. Sure. How about I am okay. Uh, Lee Porcelain. Beth Burns is executive director for Pear. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Phil, thank you. A new day come to me. Life does not stop. Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. 
If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.